Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you and your listenership. May God bless you and your family. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor, silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. And there's not enough physical silver today. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three-ounce Silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in to this monthly broadcast with Bob Kudler from Trade Genius. Boy, has sentiment shifted. Things are changing very quickly, friends, and in some cases for the better. I'm gonna make a case for that in a second, but uh, first let me explain. The Dow is up today as we're having this conversation, several hundred points, and people are starting to wonder, is the Fed getting ready to reverse course and pump money? We have Zero Hedge talking about Operation Twist with a Treasury buyback. Of course, that's being forced because the treasuries were gonna cause the entire market to collapse, which is actually what we've been seeing. But I really think things are about to change and we might see a year-end market melt up. Bob is back now. How are you, Bob? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? Good. I think we've had enough bad news. I mean, just in the crypto space, it has been nothing but down for 11 months, but not everything goes down forever. In fact, the stock market is showing signs of life. And I don't really care about that. But you know what? I don't want the economy to collapse. I would like to keep our little country we have going on here, this experiment in a republic called the United States of America. And so I would like to see things reverse course. I don't want to see my friends, neighbors and colleagues starve and freeze this winter. What are you seeing? What do you make of that Operation Twist and year-end market melt-up? Yeah, you know, it's pretty funny. We're talking about it too, is that there is a um, a hidden war going on now between the uh, the Treasury and the Fed that is is coming out into the open here with this potential operation twist because the uh, the Federal Reserve has been on a mission to crush inflation. I have some thoughts that 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 go beyond it, and I'll share those with you in a minute. But the Treasury has cash, and the Treasury can Treasury can raise cash anytime they want. I don't think people realize that they just go ahead and announce a bond auction. The banks have to buy it, okay? Then Janet Yellen takes that money, and then she buys back the most expensive. Um, the highest yielding bonds out there and, and retires them because they've been on, they're on sale now because Jerome Powell raised interest rates. And the Japanese are selling their treasuries and everybody else that's trying to peg their currency to the dollar are selling their treasuries. So we created a treasury sale out there and we're going to take advantage of it. And eventually it just lowers the cost of borrowing over time. And, um, and so that that's, that's a good guy. And I think that's why today, the market had a follow through. This is the third straight day up. I mean, and up nicely. <clears throat> See, we track Fed liquidity. So we saw liquidity coming in on Friday. Well, actually, it started even earlier in the week last week. But Friday and Monday and today, because they uh, the dollar dropped and the yields fell, we 
we got another follow-on through this. And you're right, this is a potential, I'm not calling for a melt-up, but this is a potential for a melt-off. And here's my thinking behind it. Remember, Jerome Powell's a lifelong Republican, okay? And I, I think he is rightfully disgusted with the zero interest rate money that Wall Street splashed around to all these woke corporations out there and just created a mess for everybody. Now that they push interest rates up into 4 and 5%, all these crap companies can't get financing anymore. And, and everybody who's been running around with more money than, you know, more dollars than cents has to start shutting up and focusing on their core business. And basically, we defunded the left. And now a red wave is coming in and Powell's like, hey, I've done my job. And at the same time as we forced, we forced the Chinese to, to uh, devalue their currency. And, and, the, and, the, and the Japanese are going to have to... Uh, they're the opposite. They're gonna. They're they're trying to keep their currency from skyrocketing, um, you know, against the dollar. And so, all the things that are in place that are beyond just inflation. Inflation peaked months ago, Sean. Uh, and so this is these are other geopolitical events that I think um, Jerome Powell is probably saying. I think I took this thing as far as I can, and then you're just gonna get this beautiful release into the stock market. And it could go for a couple months and then uh, reality will bite us again. Yeah. And uh, I should correct myself, guys. I'm not rooting for the corporate government. I'm not rooting for the demons in D.C., especially those on the left that have completely sold us out to the World Economic Forum. I'm not rooting for that at all, but I am rooting for we the people. And I don't want to see people go hungry and freeze this winter, as I think we're going to see in Germany. Yeah, look, I mean, to your point is that, look, that's that's just being... Um, that's just being Christian. God himself lets the rain fall on the good and the evil, right? Because he doesn't want to kill his own people. And so uh, so, you, so you're right having that feeling. I always get a little cringe when people say I want it to collapse. I don't think you don't want it to collapse, okay? Because you're going to be living in a collapsed society and it can be pretty pretty harrowing. But yeah, look, um, Europe's in trouble. Europe's a failed state. So Europe, Europe's not coming out of this thing in 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 whole anymore it's gonna europe's gonna break into into fiefdoms and no better place because that's the basically the that's the seat of the wef and they you know i think europe now and the people there have, I've th i think i've seen enough of green new deal wef globalist society and and the downside it means to people and so you know with the um with the pushback on the pandemic response with the pushback on the climate action with the pushback on on woke policies and pushback on crt you know across the board um it doesn't matter who you're polling unless you're polling activists uh, uh people are pushing back from this and it's worldwide as you know you know you had elections in, in europe all of them have shifted right some places that haven't been right wing for decades shifted right so these are all good things. We need to have a balance put back in. And, you know, and, and basically in the United States, you know, we do better with with government that's divided than we do than it's uh, one party rule. And and I think we're going to get that in, in the United States and and maybe we'll get some accountability and build in some safeguards that, you know, we keep some of these bumpers from flying off the car in the future.
Well, you guys are printing money over there at Trade Genius almost as fast as the Fed. I'm kidding, but seriously, we'll take a look at some of these attaboys in a second. But first, let me run this by you. Liz Truss, that prime minister in the UK, she lasted 45 days. She also, by the way, was a Jimmy Savile sycophant, a real fan of Jimmy Savile. I'm not sure if you saw her tweet, but she's out. And they've replaced her with Rishi Sunak, the first Hindu prime minister in the history of the UK. And he's a former Goldman banker. And by the way, I've heard he is a young global leader for the World Economic Forum. So more of the same, putting demons in charge of the people. Let me do a screen share and help me process this. We don't have to listen to the whole thing if you don't want to, but this is Rishi talking about a CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. And boy, is he excited. Today, I'm proud to say that under the UK's presidency, the group of the world's seven most advanced economies, the G7, is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank. Oh my God, I'll pause it there. I can't stand watching these people smile at us while they sell us our own enslavement. G7 sets up a public policy set of principles for central bank digital currencies. What do you make of it, Bob? They're going to try to push this stuff on we the people and we the people are going to say no, thank you. Yeah, so it's interesting. I think this is going to be the war between the central banks and the national uh, governments because, you know, you know, that that um, that big fat dude that runs the um, the BIS, you know, he's sitting there licking his chops saying that, you know, I can control down to the human what they can or can't buy. And I can't imagine local politicians are going to, are going to, are going to cede that level of authority to a, a transnational organization. I, I just see that being the, the, the next big war. And in fact, you know, on my podcast, um, I, I'm titling, ironically, it's coming out today too. You great minds think alike, Sean. I said, the fed is dead. Uh, I think you're going to see a, uh, you're going to see a series of actions where the Treasury Department, the United States, is going to actually be fighting, you know, a, a close quarter battle with with the Federal Reserve over who has you know primacy over the economy going forward. I think there's there is now great reluctance to allow these transnational organizations to have such power, especially since now we're shifting into a populist right environment is that they absolutely do not like um, uh, you know, transnational control over, over our lives. So I think it's going to be an interesting battle. And the far left doesn't like it either. You, know, you get a guy like Bernie Sanders. He's not interested in, in Brussels running what he wants to do in the United States. Remember, these people are power hungry. They're not going to sit there and say, hey, I'm going to be second fiddle to Brussels, right, or Switzerland, Basel, you know, and let them call the shots for the United States. When we're the number one power in the world, you know, we'll have our own dictator, Sean. Okay, not, not, not some dictator out of out of Europe, but you know. So I think it's going to be the big battle, you know. And eventually, that's the battle the Antichrist eventually wins over time, right? But in the meantime, I think there's going to be um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of cloak and dagger, a lot of hand fighting on this one for sure. All right. Well, a lot more to come, guys. So stay tuned. We'll do a screen share here and talk about how in the heck you make money when the markets are up or down. Made a nice profit on Microsoft puts, Bob. 
recommended. That's one attaboy. We've got a bunch here. Uh, what are you doing? So the puts would mean you guys went short on Microsoft and that guy did well on options, correct? Yeah. So, you know, we're agnostic to the market. So, you know, how our system works, Sean, is that, you know, we, we have algorithms that start at the very macro level of is the Fed injecting or reducing liquidity, you know, and there's a one for one correlation to the stock market with that. And then we look at what volatility is doing, what derivatives are doing, and then we take it down to the stock level with you have momentum and level. So are, we convert those into signals and indicators on our system and we just buy those. So, you know, if we get a sell signal on Microsoft, hey, we'll throw puts on there. If we get a, you know, a buy signal on on uh, SunPower, which we did, you know, we buy SunPower or ChargePoint or whatever it is, we don't care. You know, um, we trade with the macro flow and we look for the opportunities within that. And look, I have my own personal views, my own personal biases, but I let I let our system do it for us. And I mean, re results speak for themselves. If people can read those attaboys and those those Sean, I sent you a bunch of them. That's just in the last five or ten days. Okay, we get we get them every day like this, where you know we're changing people's lives. Well, guys, I'll leave a link below to the current offer for Trade Genius if you want to give it a shot. And I should mention Bob has a podcast now over on YouTube slash Trade Genius. He brought the podcast back, right, Bob? That's good news for people who want daily information. We do. And then if you want to trade with us, uh, you just go to tradelikeagenius.com. Seven bundles, 65% uh, off anything that's bundled, already pre-discounted to the 30th of October. And then you have... Um, the uh, promo code of uh, 50% off for Halloween for anything not bundled in the store. And so, uh, <coughs> excuse me. So do you have to take advantage of what we charge for the service is nothing to what you get out of it. So if you like, if you're um, experienced trader or new trader, you know, we're even teaching people how to trade credit spreads with small accounts as part of the regular service. So, you know, there's a fit for anybody out there, depending on what they like to trade and how they like to trade. We can, we can help you if you're really experienced and we can help you if you're brand new because we have tools and tricks that even if you're experienced, you may not know about. And, uh, you know, we let math do the work for us and, and, and the results speak for themselves. All right, guys, the link to trade genius is below. All right. So against the backdrop of uh, that new first Hindu PM in UK, Sunak talking about central bank digital currencies, we have, Crypto showing some signs of life. Finally, today, as we're having this conversation after 11 months of down, 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 literally down for 11 months, 68,000, 69,000 was a high in Bitcoin. It went as low as around 17. Today, it's at 20. But here's what I wanted to show you. This is from Coinbase. If you look at the sentiment down below the trading activity, 95% buy, 5% sell. Now, I know that's just Coinbase, but guys have been following this for a long time. I've never seen the sentiment that high. And Bob, as you know, every single indicator, every indicator shows we're at a bottom in Bitcoin. By the way, in around, I think it's 18 months, not quite as much as two years, the next halving happens. So before we continue, by the way, we've got good news coming out of a state Supreme Court, and we have to talk about Elon Musk. But what do you make of Bitcoin? Yeah, we like it. You know, uh, we started getting a divergence in it when the market was falling and Bitcoin decided to no longer fall. Same thing would happen in gold and silver, too. Um, they stopped wanting to fall, too. So, yeah, we're in total agreement with you. I mean, if you look at Mara stock, it, it rocketed. 
you know, uh, you can short BITI, which is, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the inverse um, uh, Bitcoin, uh, you know, ETFs out there, you know, made money and, and, uh, and, you know, blockchain X, all those are all moving now, Sean, but we agree with you. We think, you know, we, we weren't sure whether it was going to kick off in the fourth quarter or the first quarter. It's really Fed dependent because the Fed's going to create the liquidity and Operation Twist is going to create the liquidity that people are going to want to have hard assets. And obviously, you know, we view Bitcoin as a hard asset. And when I mean Bitcoin, there's some alts that are going to with it. Usually Bitcoin drags everybody with them. We also trade a lot of the alts and we have a bot that looks for trade signals on the crypto. So if you love crypto, we have a bot that looks at the top 30 all the time. We push those out automatically to subscribers. So, so we're following a all, Sean. We're very, very encouraged. And and I agree with you. If if Bitcoin goes, the market the market's in big trouble in general. That means general deflation has hit uh, higher than people expected too early, and liquidity has dried up, which I don't think is going to happen. I think the Treasury's panicking for us. Hey, friends! Thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. This is a good time for a quick break. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true. But guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three-ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Interesting that you mentioned Mara, and this is one of the reasons, guys, you might want to check out Trade Genius. So it's Marathon Digital Holdings. It's up 31% in the past five days as the market sentiment in crypto is shifting. Things can't go down forever when it comes to this space. I firmly believe that. But that's really not the focus of our conversation here today. I wanted to share some really good news, and it's this. A New York judge strikes down New York City vax mandate, slams the mayor, you little Democrat orders workers reinstated with back pay. So I love it when the trolls in the comments section, Bob, say, oh, people tune into SGT report. He's saying the same thing he said a year ago and nothing ever happens. If you think nothing's happening, you are brain dead and you're not paying attention. Look no further than Katie Hobbs versus Carrie Lake in Arizona. Katie Hobbs is sheltering in her basement as Carrie Lake takes her case to the people and says, I want a debate, but my cowardly opponent won't show up for a debate. What do you make of that great news I just shared? New York Supreme Court shoots yeah. down the New York City vax mandate. Yeah, look, look, you know, judges are politicians too, and everybody's smelling it now. And so, um, like, it's 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 really really weird. You know, you and I have talked about this before. I was always a little bit more optimistic, maybe at times, than you on this. Is that the American people are seething inside, seething. And and I really I really think what where they broke themselves is when they they sent all the kids home, and the parents started to seeing what their kids are being taught, and I think that started a movement, and and then with uh, with Biden's ineptness, and and basically callousness, you know, uh, they they shown Trump, I think it, it it galvanized a lot of people, and then just the sheer anarchy in the cities. I don't look. I can't imagine being a black person living in the city that's not total activist is saying, this is a great thing. Thank you, DA, for not 
putting these animals in prison, right? You know, if it, if it was a white people in the white neighborhood, we would demand those people be arrested and put in prison. So I can't imagine those folks are any different than you and I. And I think it's all come to a boil. And and you, you're starting to see because the media is starting to crack. You know, they had Katie Hobbs went on on local Phoenix news thinking she had a friendly audience and she got roasted. OK, you know, they had um, they, they had a, a in Pennsylvania, they had a uh, a focus group with a Democrat, a independent and a Republican asking about the, you know, the 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 things of the day, the kitchen table issues. And and the the the, the left leaning person said that concerns me too. I have eight kids. I don't want my kids to be taught this garbage in school. I want my neighborhood safe. I don't want my kids getting beat up or jumped into a gang. You know, I live in the city, and so I think they whatever it is. I believe between you and I, I think obviously demon possession here, spirits and principalities are involved here because you can't be this stupid and not be and this thick politically. To know, you know, when you lose Bezos and you lose Musk and you start losing some of these intellectual, you know, liberals, you know, and, and saying that that the party left them, you know, something else is going on here beyond that. You know, this isn't like my dad's Democratic Party when when he was fighting for, you know, putting food on the table. This thing has taken on a, a generational, um, you know, uh, shift that people can't comprehend anymore. And I think they wanted to stop. Yeah, like uh, Hirsch. Is it Steve Hirsch? I forget his first name, but the one who was a Democrat. Yeah, giving away millions and millions of dollars to Democrats for years. And now he's turned to the side of truth and he's speaking truth about the uh, bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. So you're right. People are leaving the sinking ship, which I think is a great segue to one of our final topics here, which is Elon Musk to close his Twitter deal on Friday. Now, before I get to the uh, snowflakes breaking down in tears, begging for their jobs, which I think is hilarious. I just want to mention Katie Hobbs versus Carrie Lake, because we talked about that. Guess what the common denominator is between them? You know what it is. The answer is Liz Cheney, a rhino. Liz Cheney has sworn on the altar of God that she will do everything in her power to prevent Carrie Lake from becoming governor and preventing Donald Trump from becoming president. So now even those in the Republican Party, we can recognize who the demon creatures are. So there's not just demon rats on the left. There are demon creatures in the Republican Party. People like, well, I would say Mitch McConnell. People like Liz Cheney. So as Stacey Abrams runs for governor in, where is it, Georgia? Is that right, Bob? In Georgia. In her okay. mind, she's running for re-election because she never thought she lost, remember? Yeah, here's the thing. I've seen her on TV, and the only thing she has to sell is abortion. And now she's selling abortion as a cure for inflation saying that these poor women who find themselves pregnant, they can't be beholden to a child they can't afford, therefore abortion. I guess these people have never heard of contraception. But I just wanted to paint that picture. So Stacey Abrams, AOC, Pelosi, think of these people as the snowflakes in our own government as I share this last bit of information, which I think is hilarious. Well, I'm talking about Hobbit Hochul and Whitmer. You know, yes. they're all getting blown up. And the senator uh, that's that's sitting in Nevada, she's going to get blown up. And so, you know, it's um, look, they I don't know what it is. They thought that they were going to be able to just go on this one issue and it's going to carry the day. You know, when when people can't eat and they can't get a job and they, they won't be listened to and 
and they um, can't get to work, uh, they tend to really aggravate people. And I don't know, Sean, I think you have children the same age as mine. Mine are just into the working world now. They hate the government. Yeah. They despise the government. And my daughter, <coughs> you know, she's no Republican, okay? She, she, just, she just sees those people as an impediment to her happiness. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to listen to the conversation. And, and so, you know, uh, and she's in an industry that's not considered right wing. And there's a lot of sympathy to her view in that industry. And so, um, so I, I think it's fascinating to watch, you know, I sit and I listen and I just ask her why, you know, and she's like, well, why are they doing this to me, dad? Why are they doing that to me, dad? I don't know why these people are involved. Why can't these old people just die? You know, it's just really fascinating to listen to the, their view on this generation of leadership that we have. There's utter contempt for them. And I think the Democrats thought they had them locked and cocked. And I think they thought they had the Latino group locked and cocked. And all these things are not, and, and women locked and cocked. And they lost them all. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be proving that out here in the next, uh, I don't know, when's the election? Is it November 2nd or the 9th? I forget. I think it's But it's 8th. coming fast. Yeah, November 8th, I think. And uh, it's very, very exciting because you're right. And I keep saying that people are waking up in droves. But uh, your daughter, a young person, says these people are an impediment to her happiness. And I think that's dead on. People are starting to see it, starting to recognize it. I would say they're an impediment to our freedom. Deliberately, they hate freedom. They hate it unless it's the freedom to sin, the freedom to get abortion in the ninth month. They love that. The freedom to come across the border illegally. They love that. The freedom to put peaceful protesters on January 6th in a gulag and never have the right to a trial, a speedy trial. They love that. So they're completely morally bankrupt. And that's an excellent segue to our final topic here. Elon Musk to close Twitter deal on Friday, expected to fire 75% of the snowflakes. Now, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. These people have had control for far too long of social media, and now they have the nerve to send this to the incoming CEO. This is just glorious. Staff, Elon Musk, and board of directors, we the undersigned Twitter workers believe the public conversation is in jeopardy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Elon Musk's plan to lay off 75% of Twitter workers will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. A threat of this magnitude is reckless, undermines our users and customers' trust, what trust, in our platform, and is a transparent act of worker intimidation. I don't think they understand who the new captain of the pirate ship is, Bob. I absolutely love this. These snowflakes are melting down. By the way, these are the same snowflakes that kicked me off of Twitter without cause or warning. So whatever conversation they're talking about, it's not the conversation Carrie Lake and the American people want to have, Bob. So say hello to the new captain of the pirate ship over at Twitter, Elon Musk. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, <clears throat> I love it. I mean, they indict themselves with that conversation. So you you then admit that you're uh, acting in, in the public authority. So therefore, you're subject to the First Amendment rules, you know, or you're subject to litigation because you're you're curating the the content, you know, so. Yeah, look, I think it's and look, and I think the timing is is interesting too. Um, you know, with with uh, with Twitter, they 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 it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does with it. You know, uh, you know he's prone to hyperbola, so it probably won't be seventy five percent. But you know, if he's gonna turn this thing into a neutral, you know, um, 
a neutral platform where people can have conversations like it was originally intended, uh, then the Democrats lost their most powerful weapon they have for 2024. Well, let's just think about this, too. Uh, my understanding is Twitter has 7,500 total workers. So he wants to cut it down to about 2,000 people. Now, I don't run a tech company, but I don't really view Twitter as one of the leading tech companies like Apple. So I don't know what they need 7,500 workers for other than for a lot of those people to moderate content they don't like and be part of the team that terminates it. So this should be great to see how this plays out. We should go back to that because they're making so many demands that I find hilarious protection. We demand Elon Musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, those both listed in merger agreement and not remote work. They want to continue to work from home and ban people from home. We demand leadership to establish and ensure fair severance policies for all workers before and after any change in ownership. I don't think these people understand how a free market works, Bob. And that's a beautiful thing because they're about to learn. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk is on the record say remote work is, is um, counterproductive to success. So he's going to demand it and then fire the people that don't show up for work. Yeah. Look, WhatsApp, they did a comparison between Twitter and WhatsApp. And I think WhatsApp runs with like 20 engineers <laughs> and that's it. And they have 7,500 employees over at Twitter. So uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of waste in there and, and he's going to be able to root it out pretty fast. All right. Well, I guess as we round out the conversation, we touched a little bit on silver. You mentioned that uh, it refuses to go down. I am seeing a divergence in the markets between the paper market of silver and the physical market of silver. I made the point in a recent conversation, if you go to AppMax or SD Bullion and you want to buy a silver American Eagle, be prepared to pay 100% over spot. The physical market and the paper markets are separating, Bob, and I think that's a glorious thing. And by the way, Grayscale is suing the SEC for refusing to approve a Bitcoin ETF, a Bitcoin, actual Bitcoin settled ETF. So that's overdue too, because I'm sick of Gary Gensler at the SEC, because when he was at the CFTC, he ran cover for the same people shorting silver and gold in the paper markets. And now he's running cover for the people doing this to Bitcoin. I think it's glorious. So anyway, physical silver, paper silver, they're diverging, Bob. Not just that, also copper. And so um, the copper... There's like four and a half days of supply now. The copper in the custodial accounts of China have disappeared. We don't know where they went. And so, um, and then the one thing that gets me do does get me nervous is that you have uh, you know 28 day supply of diesel, but also today you may not have seen it yet, but the spreads are blowing out on the gasoline futures markets, and so there's potential uh, for a shortage coming up. So, you know, those who are listening, just uh, I would run your tanks at half and fill them up here until they uh, until these spreads come back in again. Um, you know, we sent all our oil over to China. Now China's bringing back refined gasoline back into the country. So, um, you know, as much as I hate that move, well, they need to refine. We need refined gasoline back in because we can't produce enough gasoline in this country now, uh, based on uh, what the ESGs have done to us. So. Uh, so there might be a spot shortage here coming up over the next couple of weeks. Just uh, just keep that in mind, folks, when you're out there traveling. Uh, if you're like me and you like to run it to E, be a little more like my wife who likes to keep it keep it nice and full at all times because we live in earthquake country too. So uh, huh. um, be for, forewarned is forearmed, if you will. 
Yeah. So wait a minute. So you're saying that the puppet in chief depleting our petroleum energy supplies, our strategic petroleum reserves to try to lower the price of gas moving into the election so he can buy votes. That's not working. What a shocker. Uh, have you ever in your lifetime seen anybody as inept and as embarrassing as Joe Biden? Uh, Jimmy Carter. Oh, I don't think Jimmy Carter was this bad. At least well, Jimmy he was Carter could speak. He, he was reckless, but he was moral. So, but yeah, yeah so Biden wins. Biden, <laughs> Biden wins. Well, he didn't win the election, but he wins idiot of the year. And I think the whole world agrees. In fact, I just saw a news blurb the other day that the Saudis are laughing at him and making fun of him because he's so mentally inept. Their words, not mine. I just deliver the real news. All right, guys, our guest has been Bob Kudla the founder of Trade Genius. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. Guys, the link to Trade Genius is below. And I'll remind you all for real news every single day, visit us directly for free at sgtreport.com and thephaser.com. Both of those are antidotes to corporate propaganda. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. We're at the beginning of a worldwide Holocaust and these hospitals are being used as the front lines to implement it.